we now, I'm a bit weird. I kind of get excited when things don't work and I think, oh, what can I learn from that and how can we make this better? Um, and Hey gang, welcome back to the Marketing Mashup. It's good to have you here. So today we're looking at the second step in creating your customized marketing plan. So last week we went through the first part, which is you know setting some goals, making sure that they're realistic. This time we're having a look at choosing the right sales funnel. And it's really important that we get this bit right because this is really the bulk of the experience that people are going to have when they're not just working with you, but when they first kind of come into your you know, your world or your ecosystem or your environment or whatever you want to call it, when they first start engaging with you and right through the purchase process, this is the, the experience that they're going to have. So it's really important to get this right because it can make the difference between a campaign that's kind of okay and a campaign that's just fucking fantastic and and changes the game for you. Um, now, when I say it's important to get it right, don't expect that you're going to get it right first go. Um, it's 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 actually rare to get this right first go. It does happen. Sometimes you'll switch on a sales funnel and it'll just blow up and you'll think, oh, I don't know what all the fuss was about. That's not the case most of the time. Most of the time it takes trial and error and testing and measuring and changing to get things right. So if that happens, if you decide on the sales funnel that you're going to run and you find that it's not working, it's okay. It happens to all of us. You know, as an agency that does this stuff regularly, we now, I'm a bit weird. I kind of get excited when things don't work and I think, oh, what can I learn from that? And how can we make this better? Um, And so you kind of need to get into that mindset that when something doesn't work, when it fails, it's okay to use that word. When it fails, it's just an opportunity to learn and do it better. Um, and, And it will. It almost certainly will. Maybe not the whole sales funnel, but bits of it. And that'll give you the chance to tweak it or change it or try something else. And so I guess it's just really important when you start on this journey of creating your plan and especially this bit of choosing the right funnel strategy that you understand it's a process. Marketing is always a process, but this business, this bit especially, it's a process to get it right. So today we're going to have a look at how you figure out what's the right sales funnel to use. And when I say that, how you figure out what's the right sales funnel to use, I mean that because there's no right or wrong answer. Heaps of different sales funnels of all different kinds work extremely effectively and make a ton of cash for the people running them. And they're all different. And the reason that they work is that they're appropriate for that particular business, for that particular market, for that particular product or service. And we're going to, we're going to drill down in a minute and have a look at how you figure that out. But I guess before we do, it's probably a really good um, time to define what is a sales funnel? Because we all talk about them. You know, as marketing agencies, we talk about funnels, marketing gurus talk about funnels, and it can be a little bit confusing if you're not exactly sure what one is. So before we get into choosing the right strategy, let's kind of define a sales funnel. And like at its most fundamental, it's just a process that takes somebody from being a prospect or even before that, you know, somebody that doesn't even really know you're around 
through the process, the decision-making process or the customer value journey, whatever you want to call it, of becoming aware of you, of building trust um, in you, of engaging with you, ultimately getting to the point of being comfortable enough to make a purchase, depending what you do, making a repurchase or upgrading to you know a bigger product or a more expensive service, and then ultimately, hopefully, telling their friends and family about you as well. So that's a sales funnel. And like back in the day, for, for oldies like me who, who can remember, you know, our sales funnel would start off with maybe picking up the phone and making a cold call to a business that we wanted to work with. Or maybe we met somebody, you know, at a networking function and we grabbed their business card. We had a bit of a conversation. Or, you know, if you were, if you were a brand selling a physical product, you might have an ad in the paper or a shop front and people walk past it and they see you and go, oh, I didn't know you were there. So this is like, that was, that was the start of our sales funnel. And then we might follow up with a bit of a conversation. You know, we might take that business card that we picked up at the networking event and we ring the person, organize a meeting, have a bit of a chat, understand what they need, do a proposal, follow up, follow up, follow up. That, that doesn't change. That bit's the same follow up. Eventually, hopefully close the sale. And that's kind of how our sales funnels worked. And it was largely the same process for pretty much everybody. Fast forward to today and technology and also a better understanding of buyer behavior has opened up the way for just an incredible number of different types of sales funnels. You know, sales funnels haven't just allowed us to 10x our sales. You know, they've 10x our confusion in choosing the right one because there are so many different elements, you know, and you can fit them together in so many different ways. So, a funnel is just a process of moving people through that psychological um, decision-making process to to eventually, you know, buy something from us. So then, knowing that and knowing that technology's allowed us to, you know, have all of these great options, what is the right one? What is the right option? Well, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix and match kind of scenario. So. You know, there's different elements that will work differently for different businesses at each stage of that sales funnel. So what we're going to do today is we're going to have a look at each of the different elements and not so much the pros and cons, but, you know, how they work and therefore what might be most appropriate um, for you and for your business. And then, you know, we'll, we'll kind of just wrap up by looking at, well, how do you pull those bits together? So the first part of any funnel is to get visible, is to make sure that people can see you, to make sure that people are aware that you exist. So it doesn't matter how good your business is, doesn't matter how good your product is or your service is, if nobody knows about you, they're not going to buy from you, right? I mean, that sounds obvious, but you'd be surprised how many business owners, you know, build a great website and then they don't drive any traffic into it. Or, you know, they open up the shop and then they don't advertise to tell people that they're there. So, You've got to get visible, and there's a bunch of different ways you can do that. You can put posts up on your social media profiles. You can use paid ads to really accelerate that process, um, and that's something that we advocate for very, very strongly. I know some people will tell you you shouldn't be running ads until your business reaches a certain size, but then they don't tell you how to get to that size without running ads. So you know we advocate for running ads straight away. And yes, we're an ad agency; that's what we do. But even if you're doing it yourself. 
that's just the fastest way to amplify your message and get from where you are now to where you want to be so much more quickly. And that could be on social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram or LinkedIn, could be on search engines like Google. Um, We can't ignore TikTok these days. So you can post on your social profiles, you can use paid ads on those profiles and search engines, get yourself published on relevant websites or even in print. get invited onto other people's podcasts as a guest. That's a fantastic way to build credibility, but also to get exposure to their audiences as well. So um, just on on one of those, I said, uh, you know, sort of get published or get invited onto podcasts. There's a website called Source Bottle, S-O-U-R-C-E, Bottle, Source Bottle. And it's a website where publishers... Uh, put shout outs and call outs for people who they need to either contribute content or to interview. And if um, it's a, it's a free website and you won't get paid for your contributions in most cases, but you will get the exposure and the credibility that comes to them. So check it out. It's a really good place to find uh, PR and media opportunities. So getting published, you can then post that on your socials and say, as seen on whatever website you got published on. Uh, and the aim of this part of your funnel isn't to get people to really do anything other than listen to your podcast, read your blog, read your status update, you know, whatever it is, whatever content you're putting out there in order to get visible, see it, because it then starts to make people aware that you exist. And it kind of starts building a bit of trust if they see you regularly. And if you're posting something that's actually useful and helpful, then it starts to build credibility as well. So that's the first step in your funnel, get visible. Um, the next thing you've got to do is actually create an engaged audience and build your lists. So this is where your free offer comes in, right? We talk about a free offer. Um, your free offer is a way of really starting to engage people, get them onto your list so that you can nurture them. And it works hand in hand with that first kind of visibility step in your funnel. So for example, if you have a podcast like this one, then you might publish the podcast, and use your visibility campaign or ads or posts or whatever to drive people to that podcast so that they can hear you speak, they can start to build a bit of trust in you, you can start to position yourself as an expert or as an authority in whatever it is that you do. You can even use it to make offers. You can have private podcasts. If you feel like you're delivering incredible value, then you can get people to opt in, right? So um, our podcast is a free one, but there might be subscription-only episodes from time to time if there's a particularly good guest or if there's you know a little mini-series, which is something that you thought, maybe we could charge for this, but you just decide to get people to opt in for it instead. So you've got their details. So you can use your podcast there. You might have an ebook. You might have a PDF checklist or process for people to follow that's really helpful. Perhaps you could run a webinar, like webinar funnels are extremely popular, a a three, four or five day challenge. Um, If you're a course creator, you might pull out one module and offer that for free as your free offer. If you're an e-commerce brand, then you might have a free gift with purchase or you might have a giveaway competition or a discount voucher or free shipping voucher. Something in order to get people to sign up, right? Because at this point, now what you're really looking for is for either them to subscribe to you know, your, your, your blog or your podcast or to get them onto an email list so that you can start nurturing them. Now, something that's really important to remember is just because your free offer is free doesn't mean that you can cut corners. 
people still need to be convinced to opt in because they know what's going to happen, right? You might not be asking them for money, but you're asking them for their email address. And that's a commitment because people know that you're going to start marketing to them. So whatever it is that you're offering, it has to be really valuable and it needs to clearly demonstrate that there's a genuine solution to the problem your ideal customer has. So that's the that's the real job or one of the real jobs of your free offer, right? It's not just about getting someone on a list. Um, that's kind of almost a byproduct. It's really about showing people that whatever problem they've got, there's a solution. And they might have tried other things that didn't work, but there's something different about yours. You've got a secret source that everybody else doesn't have in order to help them achieve whatever is that outcome that they're looking for. So that's one of the jobs of your free offer, right? Is to show somebody clearly, yes, there's a solution to whatever it is you're going through. And I've got a bit of a secret source. That's going to be the difference between this and every other thing that you might've tried. And in doing that, it highlights a gap in their particular skills that they'll need to actually make it all work. And that's where your paid offer comes in, right? So don't feel like you have to hold anything back in your free offer. Don't feel like, oh, I should only tell people half the story because then they're not really convinced that it's going to work, right? They're still thinking, I'm just not sure about this. Something's missing. So whether it's a, whether it's on the podcast, whether it's in the ebook, whether it's on the webinar or as part of the challenge or whatever it might be, You've got to be really open and you've got to be really complete with the information you're giving so that when the person finishes listening to it, reading it, um, taking part in it, whatever, they go, wow, this is this is absolutely going to work, but I just don't have the skills to implement it myself. That's how they need to feel. And that's where your paid offer comes in, right? It fills that gap. So there's a whole bunch of different ways to build audiences and and how you choose the right one we'll get to shortly. So then the next step in your funnel is nurturing your leads, right? Once they've opted in and they've joined your email list or they're listening to your podcast or they're part of your challenge, you've got to make sure that you nurture them. And this is the part of the funnel that gets overlooked the most because people go from getting someone on their list to trying to close a sale, and, and you can do that. Some of those people are going to be ready to buy from you right now. You know, the pain of whatever problem they've got is so great. They're like, just, just tell me what you're selling and just tell me how much it is because I really need your help. But that'll be the minority. Most people will be genuine customers, but they might not be ready right now, or they just might need a little bit more convincing, or there might be some other reason why they can't buy from you right now. So you need to keep in touch and you need to continue building that trust with them. So email is the most common and the easiest way to do that. And it's really effective. So once you've got them on that list, make sure that you're sending regular emails. A lot of people send them monthly. It's kind of not really frequent enough. Weekly is good. If you're in somebody's inbox weekly and you're in there with something useful and helpful and valuable and interesting and entertaining, then it's not going to be an intrusion. They'll see you pop up in their inbox and they'll be like, oh, cool, I want to open that because it's always really helpful. If you're just constantly in there with a sales pitch, they're going to unsubscribe. So your nurturing needs to be along the same lines as your free offer. Useful, helpful, valuable, but obviously from time to time, you've got to make offers. Um, but just don't forget to do it. So it could be an email list. You can also use SMS. That's really important. Often do that in conjunction with email. You can add people to a Facebook group and then you can use Messenger. So you might 
put a post in your Facebook group and ask a question, say, you know, drop a comment or send us a message um, to get the answer to this question. And then you can start that conversation by messenger and move them towards whatever is going to be the next step. And we'll talk about that in a sec. Um, free podcasts, again, you know, you can use something like this at various stages of your sales funnel. All of those different things are ways that you can continue nurturing your leads. You can even use a webinar at this point. So things like webinars can fit into different stages of your sales funnel, depending how you use them. But just, I guess the key point here is once you've got those leads is don't forget to stay in touch and nurture them and make sure that you're constantly top of mind and that you're constantly delivering good value. And then we get to the good bit, right? This is where stuff really starts to get real. This is where you want to convert your lead into a sale. And if your free offer and if your nurturing have done their jobs well, then this bit shouldn't be too difficult, right? So if you've clearly shown to the person, whatever it is that you're going through right now, there is a solution. And I've got a magic sauce or a secret sauce that makes that solution effective where other things have failed. And by the way, you know, Either you, Mr. or Mrs. Prospective Client, haven't got the time, don't have the skills to do it, but I do. Right. That's where your offer comes in. And so how do you make that offer? There's a number of different ways you can do it. You can do it on a webinar. As I said, webinar funnels are really popular. You invite people along to a free webinar where you're going to help them solve a specific pain point. You know, so uh, if I was going to run a webinar... It might be something. It might be similar to this this series of podcasts that we're doing. We might run a webinar that shows people the exact steps to put together a plan, or you could do it with a video sales letter. So you send it out by email, and it could have a video of you making the offer, making the sales pitch. It could have a sales page, so you send a link to it, sends people to a sales page. It's got a bunch of testimonials. Might have a video on there as well. You could do it on a live sales call, so. Your offer um, might be to get on a strategy call with you to help them plan something or help them solve something. And on that call, you would make your sales pitch. Uh, it could be sell by chat. So as I mentioned in the lead nurturing, if you've got people in a group and you pose a question and you ask them to drop a comment or send a message in order to get the answer to that, once you open up that conversation, you could start sussing out you know, what their problems really are, what they've tried previously. Would you like us to help with that? You know, would it make sense if you got us to help you do that? And that's just how you use that sell by chat. And face-to-face -face meetings, especially for local businesses, really effective. You know, if, you, if you're a service-based business, you might offer a free quote. People have been doing that. Businesses have been doing that forever, and it works really effectively. There isn't one best option. There's only the option that's best for you. So how do you choose? How do you decide what sort of visibility ads to run? How do you decide what free offer? How do you decide how to nurture your leads and how do you decide how to convert them? Well, there's a few things to consider, but it's all going to start with your detailed client persona. Now, I've spoken about this on podcasts in the past. I've written blogs about this. I talk to our customers about this. There's no shortcuts here. If you don't have a really well fleshed out client persona, all of this is going to be 
really difficult. It's going to be left to chance, right? Chance is not a strategy. Hope is not a strategy. And if you don't have a really deep understanding of your client persona, then that's exactly what you're doing. You're hoping that the things you're choosing are going to work. You're not being purposeful and you're not being strategic. So basically what I'm saying is if you don't have a client persona, pause this podcast right now, go and do it. Um, On our old podcast series, The Help My Marketing podcast, I did a really deep dive into how to create a client persona. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes here so you can go back and listen to that. And I will at a future stage do an episode on client personas, but but you know this kind of podcast is is not really about the nuts and bolts like that. Um, also on our web, on our website orbitmarketing.com.au, there'll be a blog on how to create a, a client persona, so you can have a look at that. And plus, there's a ton of really good free resources out there on the interweb that will show you how to do one. If you haven't done one, do it now because that's gonna that's gonna make all of this so much easier. So then, based on your client persona, which will drill down into things like um, their preferences, where they spend their time, um, uh, how they like to consume their content, how busy they are, all of those things will make a difference, right? So for example, if you're targeting a really time-poor business professional, they are unlikely to show up for a one-hour webinar. They just don't have the time. Whereas if you're targeting a stay-at-home parent, then they might have a bit of time on their hands and so they may be inclined to show up for a webinar. So depends on, on who the person is. You need to think about, are they likely to show up for that? Are they likely to take the time to listen to a podcast? If you're talking to sales reps who are out on the road, then podcasts are great because they're in the car, they can listen to it. Are they going to read a blog or are they more likely to download a useful PDF resource that can be consumed in five minutes but is still quite helpful? So it all comes down to how busy are they? How do they like their con- their content? Um, how do they like to engage with other people? So if you do a live webinar, for example, um, and the person you're talking to is really shy, they might not want to be there because what if whatever have to engage with a person or answer a question? So go to your client persona, understand the type of person that you're dealing with and whether they're likely to or what type of content they're likely to prefer. And that will do that will help you decide what's the most effective kind of sales funnel um, for you to run. That's one thing. Another thing is your own strengths and weaknesses. Don't invite people to a free webinar if you're really uncomfortable speaking live or being in front of a camera, or if you're really uncomfortable making a sales pitch in real time. Don't create an ebook if you know you can't write compelling copy and be really critical of yourself here, right? Um, it's no good kind of talking yourself into the fact that you can write well if you genuinely can't. You might be able to pay somebody else to do it for you, engage a copywriter, but if you're bootstrapping this, if you don't have a huge budget, then that can be a little bit tricky. Um, so an ebook is really good if you're confident that you can write compelling direct response sales copy. Um, don't offer a free challenge, like a five-day challenge, if you know you don't have the time to create it or to show up live in your Facebook groups to answer questions or to actually do the sales conversion. So You've got to choose a conversion tool that works 
for you. You've got to choose a sales funnel that is manageable for you. The sales funnel that um, a small business owner with just them or them and one other person creates is very different from the sales funnel that a developed business with a marketing team is going to create. So think about, is this realistic for me? Can I manage this? Do I have the skills to deliver this? And that will help you determine what type of funnel you're going to build. Uh, another consideration is the value of your product or service or or the price, really, not just the value, but the actual price. If you're selling something that costs more than a few hundred dollars, right? Maybe you're maybe you're selling a high ticket service that costs several thousand dollars, then you're probably not going to convert people by running an ad, giving away a free ebook, and then asking them to buy from you. You're going to need more than that. That's when you might need something more involved, like a challenge, three day or five day challenge, or like a webinar. Um, it's not impossible. It's not impossible to sell a high ticket item from a sales page, but you'll need to have like a really good video on that sales page and you'll need to have lots of credibility from things like client testimonials, results that you've achieved in the past. If you're targeting business to business customers, then it's going to be different a different funnel to business to consumer products. If you're e-commerce, then it's going to be very different to um, the funnel that you would be using if you're selling a service, for example. So there's a whole bunch of things to consider. Um, let's say you're selling a physical product that's really inexpensive. You know, maybe you're selling a $10 or $12 product from your Shopify store. You don't want a really long sales funnel because it's expensive and you're not going to be profitable. You're going to need a really short sales funnel with a very strong call to action um, you know, maybe utilizing something like gift with purchase, you might even take a loss on your first sale if you know that people make repeat purchases. So all of these things come into you making the decision of what type of sales funnel is most effective for you. And there's no right or wrong answer. As I said, be prepared for the fact that you might not get it right the first time. You might not get it right the second, third or fourth time either. But um, you just need to be aware that as long as you persist and as long as you measure what works and what doesn't so you can make changes quickly, ultimately you will get to the result that you want. We have a range of metrics that we use to measure the effectiveness of every single step of the sales funnel. So we can see if it's the visibility ads, the audience building, the lead generation, the nurturing sequences or the conversion tools that are not working so that we can make changes and optimize that funnel really quickly in the shortest possible time. So you need to make sure you've got something like that in place. The key though is just to monitor, measure and keep testing new things until you get it right. So that's how you choose the right sales funnel. As you can see, there's no one funnel Every funnel can have different elements to it. It's about making sure you, that you've got the one that's most appropriate for you <clears throat> and for your target audience. And they all work. That's the thing. You you can't. There's no wrong sales funnel. So don't kind of don't be afraid to to try all different things in, until you get the one that works. And if you need help with it, if you're not sure and you think oh, I just don't have the time for this or I just don't have the skills for this, then reach out to our team. You know, it's what we do. We're actually really good at it um, and we'd love to help you. So 
orbitmarketing.com.au. Reach out to us for a chat if you'd like some help getting this right for your business. Um, In the next step, we're going to have a look at how to create offers at each stage of the sales funnel. So how to to create a compelling message to get people to check out your free offer, how to get people to opt in, you know, what sort of offers to create to get people to opt into your list, and then what sort of sales and conversion offers work the best, again, depending on your product, your service, and the person that you're talking to. So again, thanks very much for tuning in, and uh, I can't wait to catch up with you on the podcast next week. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a single episode. If you're ready to really level up your marketing and explode your leads and sales, reach out for a chat with one of our kick-ass marketing professionals. Find us at orbitmarketing.com.au, themarketingmashup.com.au, Instagram at orbit underscore marketing, Facebook at Orbit Marketing Oz, that's Orbit Marketing OZ, also YouTube, LinkedIn, and now on TikTok. Oh, 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 oh,